order to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good, a state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Hardline. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble. One nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host. They are in the captain's chair. Therefore, they are at the wheel and they are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. Welcome to His Hard Line. We are in the mix of a His Hard Line discussion and we are going to be discussing the fear of change and escaping the matrix along with a National Assembly update which is pretty much similar information from last week. We are still at 15 states, and I cannot divulge whether or not there are other states going on right now, but I can take a guess and say that there is. But right now, all I can speak on are the states that have already put out a public notice. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. It is Sunday, November 27th, 2022. So let me ask you guys a question. <clears throat> Can you reflect on the time when you started to wake up to the BS that was taking place around around you and that actually got you prompted to ask questions, like deep questions? Do you remember the subject matter that was the pivotal point in your life that caused you to look at other things a little bit more closely? 
Was it the coercion of getting the jab, but still realizing that certain authority figures, quote unquote, were still telling you that you needed to wear a mask, even though that you got the jab, you thought you were protected? Or was it the extensive pedophile network that runs rampant in Hollywood and the music industry in DC and other elite groups around the world? Did that wake you up? Maybe was it the discovery of Frazzle Drip? Now, some of you might be listening to that and be like, what the heck is Frazzle Drip? I would highly recommend to anybody out there that's listening to this for the first time, if you don't know what Frazzle Drip is, I would not look it up right anytime soon. I would probably allow yourself to be awakened to other information before you look up Frazzle Drip. It's pretty horrifying. Was it the heavy indoctrination of our children, of which was responsible for pushing CRT and transgender story hour and the placement of litter boxes in our restrooms and schools for kids that wanted to identify as furries? Or was it the graphic gay porn children's books in school libraries? I mean, what what was it for you personally that caused you to wake up to the BS of this matrix system? Was it the tyranny of unlawful governmental orders that caused you to wonder what the actual hell is happening here? And caused you to say to yourself, these people don't rule me. I'm not their subject. I'm not their slave. Why am I paying for these unconstitutional taxes that weren't truly and lawfully ratified? Or are you just now realizing that we have a severe issue because there have been now two elections, a presidential and a midterm elections, that have been stolen without any ramifications toward those that participated in this theft? Meanwhile, while all this crazy nonsense is going on, you're going broke because the dollar does not go as far as you once thought it did because of inflation outpacing your income. Rent, food, energy, raising children, and other things have become more expensive. And now you have to make a critical decision based on your budget. To add insult to injury, you're probably now just figuring out that the food and water has been poisoned for years to make us sick. And you may be possibly at the brink and, you know, at being at risk of losing your home because costs have gone up so exponentially that you may now have to face the reality that you might need to move in with a family friend or a family member or possibly be forced on the streets. What is it that caused you to wake up from this BS beast system we call the matrix? that we've been forced to comply with through the lullification of porn and drug and alcohol and drug addictions and junk food addictions. And you pair all that with binge watching Netflix and Hulu and fake news media. What caused you to wake up from this beast system we call the matrix? I'll tell you one thing for me. You know what it caused me? You know what caused me to finally start waking up? 
the adrenochrome consumption by these elites. Some are saying it was, uh, so I, I got somewhere right here in the chat board was saying a friend of mine told me back in 2010 that they were trying to normalize pedophilia. Now that was back in 2010. Got news for you. They tried to normalize that crap back in the early, you know, to mid 1900s. My, my father-in-law, his mom was talking about how these people in DC and these priests in the Catholic church were sick pedophile little demons. They tried normalizing this crap a long time ago. It wasn't just back in 2010. Another another person here in the chat board was saying for me, this is Tara, she was saying for me, it was this whole COVID narrative. And when the church that I was attending closed the doors to in-person services for my husband, it was 9-11. Now, 9-11, I got to tell you, now that is a long time awakening right there. We're talking 21 years, 22 years. And let me tell you something about Tara's husband, Robert. That's a good man right there. It's a man of honor. In my humble estimation, I got the privilege to meet him at an event with, that Donna put on. That is a stand-up man right there, and I salute him because he served his country well, some have been saying, let's see here. I'm just reading the chat board. Ron was saying 2005, they got the go ahead to increase pedo porn. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Destry was saying for me, it was judges ignoring and reject, uh, reject, excuse me. Let me reread that. Destry was saying for me, it was judges ignoring and rejecting law decades ago talk about being awakened at a really early <laughs> stage in life. You know how frustrated these people like Ron and Destry must feel being awakened that quickly, that soon in their life. They've dealt with this crap for 20, 30 years. For Ron, he's been awakened since 1975, which by the way, I'm looking at having him on, uh, let me think of what today is. Today is Sunday, November 27th. Let me look at the calendar here real quick. So <clears throat> I got to get with my buddy, Aaron. I got to see if he's going to make sure he's going to be on on Tuesday. He's the one with the ministry, Line in the Sand, that helps men with their uh, pornography addictions. Um, I was going to have him on Tuesday. And then the following Tuesday, I was going to have Ron on who goes by the screen name here, Raccoon Six. He's a man with a wealth of information here. I've been wanting to have him on for a while, but we just, you know, I've been so busy and I've been just trying to, you know, situate shows and just, it's been very chaotic, but just for the record. So you know who I'm trying to bring on board here for a guest. Um, <laughs> Destry was saying I was two years old in 1975. <laughs> I don't know if you just made yourself look like a young buck, Destry, or if you just made Ron look like an old, an old, an old geezer. That I don't, I don't know which, which, which took place here. <laughs> that was, that was great. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, we need to have some time to laugh once in a while, guys. We really do. But in all seriousness, though, we 
have a lot of people that are sleepers and some normies out there. <laughs> Ron was saying I was 19. <laughs> Damn, that's actually pretty good to be awakened at 19. I mean, you you have to be way wise beyond your years to be awakened at that early uh, in your youth to the corruption of the government, really. But, you know, we have a lot of people out there that are sleepers and some normies that are still fearing this thing called change. And they're fearing what would happen if they actually accepted, accepted this information that people like you and I are bringing forward to them. Like my, for example, like my neighbor across the street, I brought this information to him about a year and a half ago to him and he thought I was a nut job. He didn't want to believe it. Now he didn't want to believe it for one of two reasons. One, he truly just didn't want to believe it because he just feels like that that isn't a thing or two, he does believe it and he doesn't want to wrap his mind around the reality that such evil exists. It's one of the two. Either way, he doesn't want to accept that reality one way or another because he knows that would that would cause a severe crack in his reality, right? The matrix. His programmed perception. The system is the system. Now, if you want to live outside of the system, you need to first understand who runs the system, what are the rules of the system, and how the fuck do you get out? Exactly. If you want out of the system, you need to understand who runs the system. You need to know who you are and you need to figure out how to get out of the system. I'm going to tell you right now, we have the answer on how to get out of the system. It's very simple. It's called assembling your states. Returning back to self-governance. It's not a hard concept. We have 15 states. We need 38 minimum. Well, Jason, where do you get the number 38? Well, if you look at Article 5 in the U.S. Constitution, three quarters of the states equals 38 states. We need roughly 30 people. I, in fact, let me correct myself. We don't need roughly. We need exactly 30 people or more to gather together in a room to meet in their first meeting to address their grievances. Again, something that you were afforded per the First Amendment. We'd like to see 40 people because there's going to be a few people that are going to drop off and they're not going to show up. They're going to be no shows, but you need minimum 30 people in a room in a state to form a, an official assembly of your local state, just like what happened in Oregon. 44 farmers got together. Destry took a weekend out of his life flew down from Alaska, helped these men and women ass uh, assemble their state. And they were able to put out public notice come Tuesday, technically Monday, but for some reason, a newspaper decided to give them a hard time. But their assembly or uh, their public notice was put out on Tuesday. We have 15 states. We need 38. We'll get our 38. Are you going to be a part of it, though? It's a very simple solution, but it does require a little bit of effort. 
it does require a little bit of effort. Now, I want to play something because I, I found this to be kind of interesting with regards to our topic a little bit. Now, this is back in 20, what was it, 16, when the debates were going on for the primaries, when you had Jeb Bush and you had, uh, you know, all those people that were, you know, competing to, you know, get on the ballot for president. I, I just feel that it's pretty important that you hear this again. One of the debates, how Trump owned Jeb Bush. Which, by the way, can I ask you guys a question? Where has been Jeb Bush? Where Where's Jeb Bush? Where's he at? Nobody's heard of him. Nobody's seen him in the media. Or George Bush, for that matter. Where's George Jr.? Where are these guys? From let an elderly talk. woman. Let me talk. Quiet. How tough a lot is of it? times. A lot of times. That's all of his donors and special interests out there. <laughs> so that's what it is. That's what. And by the way, let me just tell you, we needed tickets. You can't get them. You know who has the tickets for the? I'm talking about to the television audience, donors, special interests, the people that are putting up the money. Who it is? The RNC told us we have all donors in the audience, and the reason they're not loving me, the reason they're not, excuse me, the reason they're not loving me is I don't want their money. I'm going to do the right thing for the American public. I don't want their money. I don't need their money. And I'm the only one up here that can say that. Eminent domain. I'm the right one, and I won't take their money. Do you understand what Trump was saying at that point in time? See, it's funny. It's it, it really is interesting to listen to some of these speeches that Trump did back in the day, even when he was campaigning, because knowing what we know now, that this is a very large, complex military operation of which Trump is happens to be at the epicenter of. In order for us to restore our republic... Everything has to be done lawfully. Everything has to be done constitutionally. Someone just said right here on the chat board, it kind of sounds like Donna Brandenburg. Yes, it does. Well, what do you mean? Well, what I mean is Donna did not take any PAC money. She is not a pay-to-play kind of gal. Donna Brandenburg is pretty much like a female version of Donald Trump. It really is astounding for me to really hear these speeches from Trump now, knowing what I know. It really is amazing. Now, there's a, there's a guy on TikTok by the name of Andrew Tate. I want to play a couple clips by him. He talks about the Matrix. And he's very vocal about it. In fact, I believe he actually got kicked off of TikTok. And I got to be careful, to be quite honest with you. I got to be careful what I put on TikTok. I am one more video, ladies and gentlemen, by the way. If you do follow me on TikTok, thank you. But I am one more video away from getting kicked off. I got four strikes. If I get a fifth strike, I'm banned off the platform. 
I'm honestly trying not to do that. I mean, if I get kicked off, it's pretty much a badge of honor, but I'm trying not to get kicked off on that because I'm approaching 3000 followers for that channel. Now I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not saying that I'm not, tr I'm, I'm trying, I'm not trying to get kicked off because I want to keep those followers. No, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get this information to as many eyes and ears as we possibly can. We need this information out to as much people as possible. Jason, what information is that? Well, that's the information on how to assemble our states. Again, if you have a question about it, you can email me jmjdirect at protonmail.com. If you want to learn more about the National Assembly, you can go to www.hishardline.com or you can also go to www.national-assembly.com. Net. If you go on the national-assembly.net website and you click on the forums link or the tab at the top of the page, you, you click forums and you can create a free account, find out if your state is assembled. You can communicate with people in your local county if it's already assembled. If not, email me and we will figure out how to get your county and state assembled if it isn't already. But if you want to learn more about the national lawful and peaceful assembly of people, go to national-assembly.net. I know, Rita. I know. I see you. I She's been trying to get me to go on Clout Hub. I actually do have a Clout Hub account. I just am not active on it. I know, Rita. I You know what? <sighs> I'm not going to make a promise that I can't keep, but I will say this. I will make a concerted effort to get that back active again. I, I, I will. I wear. I will. And I appreciate you sharing the info on there. I do. You, you are awesome. In fact, everybody is awesome here. I, I love this community. You guys are great. Wow, you have 3,000 followers over there? You go, girl. Dang. You should start a podcast, Rita. I'll help you. Seriously, if you already got 3,000 followers, I will help you start a podcast. See, we need more voices out here. I don't look at other podcasters and truthers out there as, as, uh, as competition. I don't. We need more truth tellers out here. We need good, solid people who are willing to put good, solid information and truth out here. We need to push, our, you know, push aside our ego and our pride. So <clears throat> back to Andrew Tate, he's kicked off TikTok. I'm one more video away from being kicked off TikTok. I'm trying not to because I'm trying to put out good, solid information about the assembly. Let's listen to what he has to say about the matrix here. Like I said, my mental model is designed at predicting the future flawlessly. All the times I was wrong, I have punished myself severely. Most humans don't do that. So I can't think of anything I've been wrong about in the last 12 months. It's been years and years and years since I've got a call wrong. Most people are happy to be wrong and they don't even apologize to the world or, or punish themselves. There are people out there who are shouting at other people in the supermarket to wear a mask. Now they I have, must have realized by now that we're still here, nobody needs a mask, everything's fine, and you were psyoped and tricked by the media. They, as an honorable adult, should do a public post on all their social media. I am sorry I believed the lies. I am sorry I helped purport the enslavement of mankind. I'm sorry I shouted at fellow members of the human race. I am sorry I was a tool of the matrix in its enslavement of man. I am sorry. They don't. You know what's funny? It doesn't even cross their minds. Not only are they not sorry, they don't even think about it. 
Yeah, they don't even think about it. <laughs> I got accosted a few times at the Meyer grocery store. I remember even at, at, at Menards, at the Menards, uh, it's like almost like a Home Depot. For those of you that don't know Menards is, it's like a Home Depot or a, a Lowe's. They had one of their stupid rent-a-cops there at the front door, the little security, pretty much making sure you had your mask on. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that we're talking about. You had these type of people that were used as tools of the matrix because why? Because they fed into the BS. They fed into the indoctrination. They were tools of the matrix, of this B system. I can't tell you how many people that my wife and I got accosted by. Literally, pretty much telling us that we were basically pieces of shit for not having our mask on. That we deserve to be in a camp and to be a, and to be killed for it. We've had people tell us that. <laughs> for me, I don't care. For my wife, I mean, I don't know how she took a lot of that because, you know, I, I'm used to taking that kind of verbal abuse from people. In fact, just the other day, I was just washing her car and detailing it because we had a nice few days. And I noticed a few uh, keyed up marks underneath the door handle on her passenger side of her Lexus that we bought her just not long ago. <laughs> And it was new to me because I'm used to detailing the car. So I'm used, you know, I'm familiar with different markings on that car. So I went in the car I, or I went in the house and said, hey, babe, I'm like, uh, did a cart hit your car that you know of? Or are you familiar with this mark underneath, you know, on your passenger side of your door handle here? And she was like freaking out and she's like running out. She goes, no. And she's looking and she goes, oh, my God, who would do this? I said, I don't know, babe. I'm like, but you know, there's some shitty people out there. What do you, what do you want? You know, what do you want me to tell you? I, I wish I had something better to tell you, but just much like those, ex, and excuse my language. I'm just, I'm, I'm on one today. I'm just going to let you guys know I'm on one today, but because of these assholes that berate you for wearing a mask, these are probably the same people that if they see a nice vehicle in the parking lot, just because they're miserable with their own life, they'll freaking ski it up and scuff it up or do whatever just because they're miserable. And so my wife was completely just astounded that somebody would do this to her car. She goes, who would do this? Now me, I'll be honest with you. I had three new vehicles. I've had two new Mustangs and a brand new pickup truck in my life. And both those Mustangs I had, oh, oh believe you me, they got, they got vandalized. When you're a DJ for eight and a half, nine years, I've had my tie. I was like Patrick Swayze from the movie Roadhouse. I almost had to drive a piece of crap beater to the nightclub just with the expectation that it would get destroyed. I've had my tire slashed. I've had my door uh, panel, the body, kicked in and dented and scraped and scuffed. I've had my license plate bent out and broken off my car you name it i've had i've had it <laughs> i've had people crack my windshield and shatter my 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 window rita was just asking what they didn't like a song why would they do that well i hate to break it to you rita 
but I was a little bit of a man whore back in the day. So I'm sure I was probably flirting with somebody's ex-girlfriend and they didn't like it. You know, I'm just saying that's, that's my guess. That's my guess. But a lot of it also has to do with just straight up envy. You know, I had Florida plates and a lot of this stuff happened in Indiana and New Mexico. You know, when you see a, a, a car like that with Florida license plates in a nightclub and you're some drunk belligerent a-hole and you don't know any better, yeah, you just want to be a, you know, a dingleberry and you just want to destroy somebody else's stuff that isn't local to your town because, you know, that's the, that's the coward's way, right? Destroy something of somebody else's that isn't from your town. So the chances of you getting caught about it are very slim to none. So I was an easy target being, you know, being around different, you know, being in other states with Florida license plates. But that's all beside the point. What's my point? You have people out there. Well, back to my wife, I'll say this. So like, I kind of laughed at it a little bit. (laughs) She was like, why is this funny? I said, well, it's not funny. I'm just happy that this is all it is. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know how much crap I had done to my cars back in the day? I'm like, I'm glad it's just this little scuff key mark here on her on your door. <laughs> I said, we're going to get your car detailed and, and, and wet sanded anyways come spring. So I'm glad it's happening now because it'll just be fixed then anyway. So whatever. She goes, yeah, but still, this is bull crap. You know, you have something nice and somebody comes and does this to you. I'm like, I know. People suck. What do you want me to tell you? It's kind of life. I'm just glad this is all it is. But that same person that probably vandalized your car, probably the same people that were mask Nazis. I'm not saying I hate people, but I'm just making a blanket statement saying people can suck. You all know that. You ever look around you and just look at the world and feel like, Kind of like we're in the Matrix, like there's something missing. Do you think that's like the government making those decisions? We'll sway about them. Like that's what I mean, like who do you think is they? There are people who have been in charge of the world for quite a long time. And people at the bottom just don't seem to get it, they don't seem to wake up. And they don't seem to wake up because the people in charge try very hard to keep them asleep. You're constantly distracted by everything. You are done. You are now full slave mode. And that's all they want. It's, it's always been the same playbook. It's absolutely incredible that people are not awake enough to see what's fucking happened. I struggle to sleep at night. Like literally what's happening is fucking crazy. And forgive the F word. Andrew Tate does have a little bit of a potty mouth, but he is on to something. You know, he's, he is on to something and there's no, it's no wonder why he's banned off of TikTok because he's putting out solid truth and they don't like that. They don't like that one bit. Now, there are four keys, according to this one guy. I found this, and I thought this was interesting. There are four ways with getting out of the matrix, and I agree with every single one of them. If you're stuck in the rat race, this is a must-watch. Right now, most people are stuck in the matrix, which always leads to massive regret and frustration. Being told what to think, how to think, what you can say, what you can't, how to act, what's acceptable, what's not. They are banning intelligent people who speak truth because it offends idiots. Here are four keys to escaping the matrix. Number one. Hold on. Before he gets into that, you hear that? They're banning intelligent people that are putting out truth 
you got to understand the gravity of that statement that he just made. They are banning intelligent people that are putting forth truth. Why are they banning intelligent people that are putting forth truth? Well, because those are the critical thinkers. Those are the people that the elite are scared of. Why are they scared of people like that? Because they know that people that are intelligent and are critical thinkers, they know they have the capacity to help other people wake up from their slumber. Turn off the news. The world is such an amazing place filled with massive opportunity, unless you watch the news. Now, the reason I don't watch the news is because they have an agenda. And when there's an agenda, the actual truth becomes secondary. 95% of the news is either a blatant lie, exaggerated, or a false narrative being pushed on people for their own good. Number two, stay in your own world. Instead of conforming to society norms, go against the grain. Too many people let others affect their mental state of mind as well as how they live. Get rid of others' expectations. This is why it's so important to create your own rules to live by and then adapt those rules based on your values and what's most important to you and your happiness. Number three, get in control of your emotions and your habits. See, the matrix wants you to be addicted to bad food, to Netflix, to scrolling, to consuming, to drugs, to alcohol, to porn. When you feel an urge, fight it. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Habits are more powerful than intelligence, so focus on good daily habits. Number four, make money off your intelligence and your skills, not what somebody else thinks you're worth. Do all you can to not let material things control your happiness. Instead, focus on growth and progress. You see, right now is not the time to chill out and relax. It's the time to sharpen your skills, figure out your next moves. People who escape the matrix question everything, and people still in it question nothing. It's time. Not only is it time to sharpen your skills and to press forward, but it's also the time to get moving on assembling your state. Like Destry was just saying, they want to lock us down in attempt to prevent us smart ones, intelligent ones from assembling. You always have to reject authority. He has always rejected authority since he was in grade school. He was saying, I've always rejected authority since I was in grade school. God trained me for that. And he did. He, he said, I told Jason my story on that. It's a great story. One day, maybe I would love to have him on the air to actually share that story. It's a, it's a great story. If he chooses to, that's up to him. But at the end of the day, this is what the system is trying to do. This is what the matrix is trying to do. They're trying to keep us intelligent, critical thinkers from assembling because they know, they know full well, we know what's going on. They know full well that we have the answer to getting rid of them, to breaking free from the matrix, to killing this beast system that we are living under. Now, I want to play something else because this is very interesting. Listen carefully to this next soundbite. It's a before and after 2020 sound clip. What life was like before 2020 and what life is like after 2020. Together, we will make America great again. 
Nice. So the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, the Russell 2000, all rising today. Three of the four indexes hitting record highs. The U.S. is now the world's leading producer of crude oil, according to estimates by the Department of Energy. Take a look at this. Our news cameras caught the price of a gallon of gas at $1.99 at a couple stations on Youngstown, Poland Road, and Struthers. And now, gas is just 99 cents at the BP there. The U.S. military dropping its largest non-nuclear bomb in Afghanistan. It comes just days after an American soldier, a Green Beret, was killed fighting ISIS. The nearly 5 million jobs gained sets the record for the most jobs ever added in a single month. January marked the eighth month in a row of declining illegal border crossings. The last time that many months of decline happened was 1992. I know we have a historic economic framework. It's a framework that will create millions of jobs, grow the economy, invest in our nation and our people. On Joe Biden's first day in office, he killed thousands of American jobs. Yeah, a record 2.76 million migrants crossed the border during the 2022 fiscal year, shattering the previous annual record by more than 1 million. The gas prices have once again climbed to a record high. The national average for a gallon of gas is now $4.92. Store shelves nearly empty of fruits, vegetables, beef and chicken. Even some cereals, bakery, and juice items, hard to find. Everything's red. The Dow is down. The S&P is down. The NASDAQ is down. Cratering. Why? The news today that interest rates could keep going up. New statistic from the FBI. Murders were up in the biggest increase since the Bureau started keeping those records in 1960. All right. Do you want to know what you just heard there? Let me share what you just heard there. Before 2020, with a presidency of Donald John Trump, someone who is not part of the elite system, the red pill, if you will, he showed us what life would be like without their system, without cheating, without fraud, without them in general. He showed us what the nation could be like without their system. It got propped up and was put on a pedestal. People were doing well. People were making money. People's investments were doing well. People's businesses were thriving. People felt good about life in America. We were riding high on that way, folks. And then Biden came along, <coughs> actor. But we're just going to call him Biden for now. But Biden and his little regime came along. The blue pill. The one that most people wanted to continue to believe in. What did that get you? What did that get you? Got you. Crappy returns on your investments. Inflation is outpacing your income. We're starting to notice more information about the pedophile networks. And Hunter Biden, you know, and Hunter Biden with his whole pedophilia past. And how that keeps getting swept under the rug by the news media. 
boy, that's got to sure make you feel good about having a guy like Joe Biden for president when his own son has all this crap mounted up against him. But yet, hey, that's okay. It's just, it's, it's Joe Biden's son. It's fine. He's got immunity, right? Come on, people of America. Look past Hunter Biden's sins. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all touch little boys and girls by accident once in a while. Can't you look past Hunter Biden's sins? No. Hang him at the gallows. Hang him at the gallows. Hang him high. Hang his ass high. Hang him high. As we go forward here in the coming weeks, I'm going to be touching on the contempt of the Constitution more and more. I'm going to be grabbing bits and pieces of it. But let me grab a few pieces tonight because I feel like this is very important. There is one, two, three, four, five, six different um, classifications of and or uh, degrees of types of contempt of the constitutions. I want to talk about those six or I want to at least read them. They're important. The first one is general contempt. Now, you might be asking, Jason, why are you reading this? Because they're going to be very important. Do you know what the contempt of the Constitution is, ladies and gentlemen? It's the first de jure law. It's the first law under common law in the de jure government that has been created since 1861. The reason the contempt of the Constitution is so important is because this is going to be the tool and the mechanism that's going to allow us to go after these freaking criminals going as far back as four or five hundred years back and prosecute these people after investigations are concluded. And once we deal, once we discover some of these findings, some of these people that are dead and gone right now, oh, believe me, their crimes are going to be so bad that people today are going to want to go back and find their dead bodies, dig them up, and burn them. That's how pissed people are going to be when they discover what has gone, gone on. So let's read something. Uh, let's read a few things. So general contempt. That's where contempt has been committed or asserted, but may have been done ignorantly or unknowingly. And no, it's not a defense, but this shall include attempted contempt. The second is malicious contempt. Now, what is that? That's where general contempt has been repeated so that ignorance of the law is clearly no excuse or contempt deliberately committed with a foreknowledge or where the results of the contempt is severe against one or more of the persons equals people victimized by it so that a distinct harm has befallen or inevitably will uh, befall such persons equals people. The third one is tyrannical malicious contempt. Now, we all know that word tyrannical, and that one is contempt so strong that it is apparent that the authors of tyranny works act of malicious contempt on a similar or dissimilar basis in an effort, no matter how small, to gain a destructive power over any person equals people within the United States of America or any of its territories, or where a corrupt use or corrupt taking part in such use of power, whether or not by any manner delegated, whereby such power may be used maliciously toward any citizen or any person equals people 
under the protection of the Constitution and Bill of Rights of the United States of America. Now, the fourth one, that's noble contempt. Noble contempt of Constitution occurs when a person or business is recognized and or treated differently, either greater or lesser under any operation of law, even though a special fee, which shall be unlawful, might have been paid to a government for such special recognition that is recognized for other common or ordinary people, as well as for businesses. Noble contempt also exists wherein private people or businesses are elevated in status above other common people or businesses by either what they are provided as rights to be entitled above other people of equal merit to do or by where they are regarded by some sense of fame already in existence as to be given advantages that other ordinary or common people or businesses under the same circumstances would not be provided. Noble contempt shall also include noble contempt by denobilization, which is an act of subjecting an individual or even a specific populace to a condition of degradation or reduction in status of importance under the law, whether by statute, code, regulation, or common law in favor of not reducing all people equally to be affected thereby. This jurisdictional charge and all penalties hereunder shall apply to both people and non-nationals of the United States of America and of any state. This is an inherent power expressed by the Constitution at Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8, and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1. The last two is noble malicious contempt, which is the establishment of noble contempt where the party or parties involved in such contemptuous activity refuse to vacate such contempt and such contempt can be shown to work a hardship or deprivation of common rights upon any other United States of America native born national or native born in a state of the union. This jurisdictional charge and all penalties hereunder shall apply to both native born people and non-nationals of the United States of America and of any state. This is an inherent authority and power expressed by the Constitution at Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8 and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1. And the last one is noble, tyrannical, malicious contempt. Pretty much the worst one in my opinion here. And Jason, why are you talking about these different degrees of contempt? Well, I'm going to get to that in a second, but let's talk about the noble, tyrannical, malicious contempt. That is where the establishment of noble contempt on a harsh and repetitive basis where the party or parties involved in such contemptuous activity effectuate such contempt to the degree that it represents a blatant disregard for basic human rights, rights embraced by the Constitution, where gross insensitivity toward the suffering of any United States of America native-born free man or free woman is the result. And it is reasonably believed that the party or parties knew of the unconstitutionality of their acts, but proceeded with obvious contempt to continue 
them at any cost, or where there shall be a corrupt use of power in conjunction with the, such noble, tyrannical, malicious contempt, whether or not by any manner delegated that may be used maliciously as toward any native-born free man or free woman of or any person equals people under the protection of the United States of America, nor any of its territories. Furthermore, noble, tyrannical, malicious contempt may be recognized as having been committed in any event where the wanton disregard for the rights, safety, and secureness of the common native-born free man or free woman, whether or not the same shall be considered sovereign, is enacted as represented by the scientific formula written as and of course, there's a formula that I cannot really pronounce, but it basically is the formula for total humanity. Putting all or a great portion of humanity at risk of life and or liberty for the benefit of one. Which may, re, may, which may be representatively defined in an analogical format. Put in antiquated like, but not clearly expressive terms as the sum of me equals to all of thee. And those are the different degrees of contempt of the Constitution. Well, Jason, why would you read all of that? The reason I read all of that, and that's just, believe me, that's just a little snippet of the contempt of the Constitution. But the reason I read all of that is because that is going to be a very pivotal, important tool going forward into our future to break free of this matrix beast system that we're in. There is no statute of limitations of the contempt of the Constitution. So when we finally get our heads out of our rear ends and we assemble our 38 plus states and we and, and we and we uh, convene, you know, we um, what was the word I'm looking for? And we impanel our common law grand juries by we the people. We're going to be able to finally hold these tyrants accountable for all that they have done to us. Breaking out of the matrix is not just that easy as a snap of a finger. It requires some work. Part of that work is assembling your state, getting 30 people in your state, addressing your grievances, letting us know that, hey, we'll have 30 people in a room. Can we send Joe or Paul or Destry down here to help us assemble our state and so we can put out our public notice the following Monday? Breaking free from the matrix is not going to be easy, but it's also not that hard either. But the sad thing is a lot of people fear change. They don't want to do something that's different than they're used to. So many people are fearing change, but let's remember, nothing good that comes to us happened without change. It's so funny that we're afraid of change because everything good in our life came from what? It came from change. Marcus Aurelius says that everything in life is change. Not just that everything is always in a state of change, but that all things come from change. He says even death is just the final change. You go from life to death. So we're so afraid of change, even though it's not only the most common thing in the world, it is where good things come from. Good things come from change. 
We need to find out who we are. We need to know where we come from. This world is so messed up. And I need y'all to realize that before I say anything else. Now, in order to protect yourself, you have to find out who you are. Now, think about it. Everything in this world, we go to school to learn what? Nothing. Fake history. His story. His story. All right, look. After that, we go to school. We don't learn anything, right? We are trained to follow directions of other people. We literally are trained to go to school just so we can get a job, all right? And the reason you get a job is so you can live, right? But job is just over broke where you will still be struggling, right? But the way to stop struggling is to find within yourself, bro. That's how you get it. That's exactly it. That's exactly how you get it. And Ron was just saying people have been programmed not to accept change outside the agenda. This is very true. However, we need to understand that the power of God knows no limits. So I believe that God can actually break this spell that many people are under within this beast system. Somebody was just asking, how many people does it take to assemble your county? Well, your county, you if you want to have a settled county, I believe you need 13 people minimum to have a petite grand jury. But the first and most important thing we need to focus on first is assembling a state. The counties we can work on, but we need to assemble our states. We need minimum 30 people. Doesn't matter how many people from a county. Now in Oregon, there was 44 farmers representing 13 counties. And they assembled Oregon. And then how a state comes out of interim status is if obviously you need three quarters of the counties. with, and, and of course, you need at least a minimum of 13 people per county assembled in that county. Just for the record. We fear the unknown. Everyone experiences their own level of fear of change. That's why comfort zones exist. You're not alone in these feelings surrounding change. In fact, neuroscience has shown that uncertainty feels similar to failure in our brains. That's why so many people would rather avoid change because of how uncomfortable the associated feelings can be. Change disrupts our routines. Going through change is like walking a new territory without a map. We have little control over the experience of our outcome. Our limbic brain survival feels threatened without automatic actions. That's why holding on to an unsatisfactory job, unprofitable business, or failing relationship makes us feel comfortable at the moment, even if we are unhappy and unfulfilled. Fear of failure. There is no guarantee that any change will be a success. Many of us have probably experienced this at one time or another. The fear of failing can be immobilizing, it can cause us to do nothing, and therefore resist moving forward. But when we allow fear to stop our forward progress in life, we're likely to miss some great opportunities along the way. 
Instead of imagining worst-case scenarios, try to remember moments in your life when you successfully managed change and the tactics you used. This might raise your confidence and make you feel more prepared for the journey ahead. Weigh the pros and cons, and imagine potential successes and failures in making such a life-changing decision. Because knowing how things could turn out might help you get unstuck. To overcome our fear of failure, we must first identify its source and reframe our perception of failure. When failure is viewed as an opportunity for progress and all possible consequences have been considered, it is much easier to conquer fear. Maintain an optimistic attitude and learn from whatever happens. Instead of embarrassment, your failures will become a source of education and motivation. There is only one thing that makes a dream impossible to achieve, the fear of failure. And another thing a lot of people suffer from is paralysis of the analysis. We have to get over our fear of change and our fear of failure. It's okay to fail. Failure is how we learn. We need to go back to what the Bible says. And it says it, depending on the version of the Bible that you have, at least 365 times. Fear not. There is a reason why the Bible says 365 plus times. Fear not. We are not to fear any of these things. We are not to fear change. We're not to fear failure. We're not to fear this beast system. We're not to fear what will happen if we go outside of our comfort zone and, to, and, and assemble our state. Doing nothing allows the enemy to grab another foothold in our side of the line. We're allowing the enemy to cross over into our side of the line. That means we're not holding our we're not holding the line by allowing that to happen. Folks, hear me when I'm telling you. We need to assemble all 50 states, not just 38, all 50. This is the only way that we can break free from the matrix. This is the only way that we can move forward with positive change. But in order to move forward with positive change, we need to put forward action. Like Ron just said earlier up in the chat, God also helps those who help themselves. Amen. He's not wrong. Rita was just saying, evil prevails when good people do nothing. What are you going to do? Are you going to sit back and do nothing, recline in your lazy boy and be like, eh, somebody else will get it? No. I'm going to play one more sound clip. What keeps people in the matrix? Now, this one you should pay attention to, especially you men out there who had who have issues with porn like I used to. This is very interesting. This is this talks about how porn can actually keep you stuck in the matrix. Listen closely. How porn keeps you stuck in the matrix. 
This chart is what you call the levels of consciousness by the one and only Dr. David Hawkins. It is a chart to describe a person's awareness and understanding of his or her surroundings. Simply put, it's the state of emotions that you feel the majority of time on a day-to-day -day basis. Your levels of consciousness is super critical because they dictate the energy around you, what you attract, how people react to you, and what you experience on a day-to-day -day basis. When you are functioning in these lower states such as fear, grief, apathy, guilt, and shame, you are in a state of inaction. You are someone who is stuck in these levels of consciousness for a long period of time. That's when you become depressed, negative, and eventually suicidal. Now, how does this have to do with porn? Ask yourself, how do you feel after you watch porn and masturbate? Shame, guilt, and apathy. Every time you watch porn, you put yourself in a state of inaction. And that's when you have to use force to get things done, which is grueling instead of coming from a place of power where things are easy and effortless. Interesting because Free, uh, Rita here on the chat board said being apathetic is how we got here. What did he just say? What do you feel after viewing pornography and masturbating? One of them was guilt. The next thing was apathy. Being apathetic is how we got here in this nation. Why do you think they push these perversive, these perverse things? Uh, transgenderism, the LGBT, you know, lifestyle. Why do you think they're pushing, you know, pornographic materials in school libraries and children's books and having drag queen story hour? They want people apathetic. They want people to fall to a debased and perverse mind. They want people to shy away from God. In fact, they don't even want you believing in God. Do you understand what they're doing? By keeping you disconnected from God and Jesus Christ keeps you locked into the matrix. Do you understand this? How do we bust out of the matrix? Well, it's very easy. Start having step one, start praying to God and having a relationship with God and inviting Jesus Christ in your heart. That's numero uno. The second thing you can do to help yourself bust out of the matrix as well as other people is get 30 plus people in your state if it hasn't already been done. Get letters of intent. Email me at jmjdirect at gmail.com or jmjdirect at protonmail.com. I prefer the protonmail one if you could. Gmail, it'll get lost very easily. Put your state in the subject line and your first, last name, and best contact information in the body of the email. Nothing more. I don't need a story. Email me. I will get that information to Destry. If we, if you are in a state that does, is not, has not been assembled yet, we need at least 35 to 40 letters of intent with the expectation of some people falling off to the wayside and not showing up, but we need minimum 30 people to assemble a state and to be able to put out public notice. 
Oregon was the 15th. I believe we got four or five more that are in the mix right now working, but I can't say what those are until we get public notice published. This is how we escape the matrix. This is how we move forward with change. Nothing good came in life without something changing first. Do you want a system where you are self-governed, where you don't have tyrannical despots over you with their boot over your neck telling you what to do? Do you want your children to grow up in a world and a society where they are not enslaved to a global cabalist banking system? If you want a world for your future generations that is completely free, where your future sons, daughters, granddaughters, grandsons, and further are truly free and sovereign, you need to be the action that provokes change. Get involved with your local state and county assembly. You want to find out more, again, go to www.national-assembly.net. If you want to learn more about the assembly, you can find key podcast under National Assembly link at www.hishardline.com. Check it out. Don't fear the unknown. Don't continue to feed into this matrix beast system that's telling you, you don't need God. You need me. You don't need God. Don't, don't feed in that BS. We can break free of this. But do you have the will to do it? Do you have the will to do it? I'm going to play the warrior's prayer and we're going to close this out. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth. May I stand firm in the truth of your word so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness. May it guard my heart from evil so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace. May I stand firm in the good news of the gospel so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands, so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. Amen, indeed. <clears throat> Amen. 
before I close this out, I got to tell you guys something, which I thought was kind of interesting. Now, yesterday, as you all know, I haul fuel. So I drive all over the state of Michigan. Now, yesterday, when I was driving back at the end of my day, I was headed west back to the lakeshore, which is, you know, the west side of Michigan. I saw two charter buses. They were white. And they had the company name on it, Compass. They were charter buses by Compass. And they were white, and they were back-to-back. There was two of them in a pair. And they were headed east, going toward Grand Rapids, Lansing direction on I-96. I thought to myself, oh, that's odd. You know, I usually see a lot of charter buses on the highway, and I don't think much of it. But for some reason, those particular two kind of caught my eye. I was wondering, huh, wonder why there's two charter buses. So I thought, eh, maybe it's a school team, right? Maybe it's a team going somewhere. You know, got the team on one and, like, fans and parents or whatever on the other. That's what I thought at first. I didn't think much of it. This morning at 3.15, roughly, 3.15 in the morning, I'm heading north on US 31, and I cross over I-96. Now, as I'm crossing I-96, <laughs> I see two charter, white charter buses. Again, I was able to look closely, and they had the name Compass on it. And they were headed east, leaving Muskegon. They were headed east on 196. And I thought, huh, well, that's odd. And they were, it was a pair of them. I was like, huh. Okay, I'm like, now this is kind of a little bit odd. Saw two yesterday, back to back in a pair. Now I see two of the same buses in a pair at 3.15 in the morning. Now, hold on. Just when you didn't think it got, just when you didn't think it got better. So I go another two minutes up the road and there's an exit, Sherman Boulevard, which is where the Sam's Club and Big Lots and other big stores are at. Well, in the parking lot of Big Lots, there were two more charter buses by Compass in the parking lot. Two parked in the parking lot with people walking around it. When I say people, like a few, not like dozens and dozens of people like just a few people walking around it at 3 15 in the morning folks now my curiosity starts rising i'm like what is going on with these buses now i'm going through my whole work day i went to go load my truck i was speeding back to see if i could find those buses there again because i was going to pull over and start filming to see what i can capture well of course they were gone so i was keeping my eyes peeled all day in my travels I had to go all the way down to Albion, which is about two and a half hours south of where I'm based out of. I had to get some ethanol. I had to bring it back north. I'm headed up on US 131, which is roughly in the middle of the state-ish. More west than middle, but in the middle of the state. I see two more charter buses in tandem. A pair of charter buses back to back. Only these ones did not have the, the company name Compass on it. They were they had no markings on them. And they were headed south on US 131. 
Now, I texted Donna because I was curious. I wasn't sure if she knew. I texted her. I said, hey. I said, don't mean to be texting you this early, but what is up with the Compass buses rolling around in tandem? I said, I've been seeing them since yesterday in the day rolling in pairs down 96 from Muskegon. This morning at 3 a.m., I saw the same two buses seemingly rolling out of Muskegon going, going under U.S. 31 eastbound towards Grand Rapids. As I approached Sherman Boulevard in Muskegon, there are two more of the same buses parked in the Big Lots parking lot off of US 31 with people outside walking around the buses. I said, wasn't sure if you knew anything about them. Wasn't sure if they were detainee buses taking treasonous and, you know, criminal, you know, people within the government in this new phase of cleanup. And she sends me a text. She goes, wow, I sure hope so. Then she sends me a text of the company. She goes, is this what you saw, which is a picture of one of the bosses? I said, yes, it is. Now, I'm not going to go on with the further text because it kept going back and forth, back and forth. Now, <laughs> she just sends me a text at 633 saying, okay, holy crap. I just was getting on 196 from the M6. And a Compass bus was on 196 headed north ahead of me. You are on to something with three, you know, wide-eyed uh, face emojis. My response to her was, I'm telling you, they are everywhere. And I'm on the road a lot. I pay attention to a lot of stuff. I pay attention to license plates. I pay attention to how many out-of-state cars are around our area a lot of times. I pay attention to government vehicles. I pay attention to charter buses. Listen, folks, I'm on the road. I'm a truck driver. I have no other things to pay attention to other than what's around me. And I'm telling you right now, these charter buses are not normal on the highway. Sure, we see them, but to see them like I have been seeing them in pairs, that is really odd. And so my response to her last text, I said, I'm telling you, they are everywhere. And then I asked her, I said, were there two of them back to back? And then she just sent me a text, just not just like literally, uh, what is it? Like five minutes ago at 740 saying, holy crap, just saw another one. So my only guess is, and, and now again, I'm making an assumption. I'm speculating. This is not fact. I have nothing to back this up. But my guess and my question to her was, I wonder if they are doing mass arrest. And the reason they need two buses, one for male detainees and one for female detainees. That's my only guess for why there's two. Now, I have no idea. But it is very, very suspect. It's very odd. I hope mass arrests are happening. especially here in Michigan, since we are technically a state that is bordering international waters. So, I don't know. I'm going to keep paying attention if I can get a chance to get video footage. I'm going to do my best to get video footage. The sad thing of where I work at, we cannot be on our phones. So that would mean I have to pull over my truck rapidly and get my phone out immediately, have it be at the ready. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try my best to, 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 you know, be the best citizen journalist that I can be. 
So I just wanted to kind of tell you all the guys that just pay attention to your roads, pay attention to what's going on. There's some strange stuff happening. There's no doubt stuff is happening, but what exactly? I don't know. So anyway, that's all we have for today. We will be back here tomorrow on Monday for another episode of 1% with him. Tomorrow's gym day, so I'm just going to do that episode. I got to get to the gym. I got to keep, you know, losing this weight. Too much turkey, too much, you know, crap food, pie, apple pie to be exact. Got to lose that weight. But I hope you all have a blessed day or night wherever you're at in the world. And we will be back here tomorrow. God bless you all. to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good, a state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all we have for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We are warriors for Christ, ladies and gentlemen, and that enemy has crossed that line for the last time, and we will push the enemy back on their side. It's time to get our nation back. It's time to return to God. repent of our sins if we plan on moving forward as a nation under God we need to ask for his forgiveness and each and every day remember you need to ask and invite Jesus Christ in your heart each and every day thank you for joining us here at his Heartline, and please come back share this podcast far and wide and don't forget to share the website www.hisheartline.com We'll see you next time.